Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. This morning, the title of my message is Lazarus, Come Forth. Everybody say, Lazarus, come forth. You see, friends, we all know that God loves us. How many of us know that God loves us? Yeah? But we often see love in terms of comfort. We think that, you know, because God loves us, God must put our comfort as His priority. So a lot of people, they come to God because of what God can do for them and what God can give to them. So when that happens, that whole entire relationship with God becomes a transactional relation. The moment we equate love with comfort, love is no longer about God, but love is about ourselves. So that is the problem that when we don't fully understand what Christ has done for us on the cross, when Jesus said it is finished, it is finished. There's no leftover that needs to be done. But the problem is that when we go through the challenges in our lives or, or the issues or the problems, we often think that God has not done enough. And we think that if God loves us, He must give us that comfort. When we have, you know, issues in, in the job, you know, or in our work, and, and you know what we think? We think that, you know, if God loves me, God will either remove this problem or remove my boss. It, it doesn't work that way. The truth is this, listen to me well. God sees love in trust. He doesn't see love in comfort. So do we love Him enough, even to the point of fully trusting in Him? Not partially, not circumstantially. It's not a transaction. If only God gives me this, then I will love Him. It doesn't work that way. But it's about fully trusting in Him. So we can't perceive God's love by what we can get or how we feel about His presence. A lot of times people will say, oh, you know, I come to church, you know, a service, I don't feel God's presence. It's not about you feeling His presence. God doesn't need you to, need your feelings to validate His presence. Don't downgrade God to your things. Don't downgrade God to your feelings. We're going to look at one of the three people that Jesus raised from the dead. As we know, we, you know, is a, what this person is? Lazarus. Lazarus. In the Bible, it was, recorded, it was recorded only three times that Jesus raised people from the dead. He raised the widow's son in nine, the widow in nine, in Luke chapter seven. He also raised Jairus' daughter in Matthew chapter nine, Matthew chapter five, and Luke chapter eight. It was the same Jairus' daughter, all right? So it doesn't mean that it was recorded in the three, three Gospels. means, it, you know, it was three, three different uh, person. It was the same person. And then Lazarus in John chapter 11. So we're going to turn to John chapter 11. This is very interesting because this miracle really separates the rest of the miracles in Jesus' lives. In Jesus' life, all right? So in John chapter 11, it says this, now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. 
When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in a place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. You know, it's very interesting because John, the apostle, he, you know, he wrote this, you know, and he often described himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. But here, Lazarus was introduced as the one who is sick. It's almost like, you know, the disciple who is sick. Yeah? Can you imagine being known as that? The person who is sick. But you see, the sickness was not the issue. In fact, Jesus was not really focusing on the sickness. And I want to remind each and every one of us he says that Lazarus was one whom also Jesus loved. Your, your, it says this, right? We have read just now. Yep. It says this. Uh, let's, let's look at it, all right? And it says this, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Okay, I want all of us to know this. If God loves us, doesn't mean that we won't fall sick. We won't have problems, we won't have issues. So, we have to be very careful not to come to a place to understand the gospel because some believe that if God really, truly loves you, you will never fall sick a day in your life. I don't think that's true, as we have read just now. All right? Okay. It says this, Lazarus was very sick and Martha sent a message to Jesus with the hope of Jesus coming to them and heal Lazarus. But the response of, response of Jesus was interesting. Jesus did not go straight away to Martha's house or to heal Lazarus, even though Jesus loved them very much. In those days, there wasn't any advanced method of relaying messages like what we have today. She sent a message to Jesus. Have you ever thought how she sent a message? Probably by sending someone. Or the most, or rather the fastest primitive way was to send out a pigeon with, with the message tied to the link. Yeah, we all have watched movies like that, right? So if you have, can imagine this, if you can imagine that, that was their only Twitter at that time. Sending a pigeon out. So the message went through. But no response, at least for two more days. It is like in our day today, when you send a message to someone, important message on WhatsApp. You see on your phone, there's two ticks. But without the blue ticks. How would you feel? It's very sent true. But without the blue ticks, have we been read? What's the response? How come there's no reply? Like many of us, this can be excruciating. 
Guys, you understand what I'm saying, right? For those of you who like a girl and you send a message and the girl never reply? It's irritating, it's frustrating. But what I want you to know, what we deem urgent may not be urgent to God. In this case, it's even to the point of life and death. It seems that Jesus, after he heard, okay, okay, go your way. And he told, it says this, so Jesus stayed two more days and then he told the people, let's go to Judea. Not to Bethany. In verse 14, okay, then Jesus said to them, Lazarus is dead and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. If you cut this short, it can be interpreted as, as this, Lazarus is dead, I am glad. But then Jesus said, nevertheless, let us go to him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming and went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So Lazarus was dead. Then Mary came where, in verse 32, where Jesus was and saw him. She too fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So it was the same thing that Martha said. It was the same thing, you know, that Mary said. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. This is often our attitude, isn't right? Isn't it? If God knows, I wouldn't be in this mess. If God cares, I wouldn't have to go through this. If God is real, I would, I would have gotten what I wanted. And we think that faith, with faith we can manipulate God to do our bidding. We often quote, right? Like, you know, uh, when it's impossible with men, uh, it is possible with God. When you have the faith of God, you can move the mountains and all these things. But I want all of us to understand this. Yes, God can do it, but it doesn't mean that He must do it. Faith is not a manipulation to get what we want. If we were to understand what faith is really about, it is access to God. And that's what Martha and Mary had. They had access to Jesus. They were able to send a personal message. They were able to approach Jesus. Faith is trusting God regardless of situations or circumstances. It's like building a house on the rock that doesn't move. Everything will shift and change, but the house is immovable because it is founded on the rock 
and that rock is none other than Jesus Christ. The winds will come. The storm will come. The rain will come. It will hit on the house. Faith is not stopping the wind. Faith is not stopping the storm. Faith is not stopping the rain. Faith is being immovable and trusting God. Where everything else is shifting, we will still stand upon the rock, Jesus Christ. Our responsibility is process. God's responsibility is outcome. Our responsibility is process, but God's responsibility is outcome. Our circumstance doesn't determine the outcome. We need to know that. And as we have read in John chapter 11, Jesus knew the entire purpose of this episode. How many of you are glad that Jesus knows everything? You see, in verse 4, it says, when Jesus heard that he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through this. And then verse 15, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Verse 40, Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? So Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. It was not the healing of Lazarus that's important. There is a greater purpose. It's not the issues that you are facing is important. There is a greater purpose. It's not your problem. It's the purpose of God. D.A. Carson says, Jesus' miracles are never simply naked display of power. We often think, oh, it must, it must, God must show His power in, in, in that sense. And D.A. Carson goes on to say, still less need conjuring tricks to impress the masses. So God is not into the business of impressing us. But signs, significant displays or power that point beyond themselves to the deeper realities that can only be perceived through the eyes of faith. So God doesn't want them to focus on the miracle, but God wanted them to focus on the purpose. That sign was for a purpose. A momentary problem, what they were facing Lazarus, I mean, Mary and Martha, the whole entire family. It was a momentary problem that was meant for an eternal purpose because through this miracle, Jesus revealed to them the one of the I am's. I am the resurrection of life. That is more important than Lazarus' healing. Jesus knew the entire narrative. Jesus said, sick but not leading to death. If you read further on, you also say that, you know, when, when after that, the, the disciples ask, you know, about Lazarus, they say, oh, Lazarus is asleep. And then one of them say, if he's asleep, surely he will get well after he wakes up. 
but they didn't know what Jesus was really talking about. And then, from the place of not leading to death, to a place of asleep, and now to the place that Lazarus is dead. It may seem that Jesus was confused. If we were to read it only with our human understanding, it is confusing. It seems that Jesus is shifting his goalposts. At first, Jesus said, no, no, he's, 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 he's sick but not leading to death. Then he's asleep. Then Jesus said, he's dead. Friends, Jesus knew the entire narrative. It may be confusing to us, but it's not confusing to God because the end of men is not the end with God. Because man only sees death as the end. But it is not, death is not end with God. If God has a word of, or promise, the temporary will not change the outcome. If God has a word for you, God has a promise over your life, it will not change the outcome, even though your circumstances, your temporary circumstances, does not show that way, even though it's pointing towards death. But God is saying, even in death, I can still bring life. Verse 22. This was Martha who told Jesus this. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. This was after Lazarus was dead, buried. Then verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And verse 40, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? If God has made a promise to you, regardless of what you go through, what circumstances or situations or problems that you are facing, it does not change the outcome. Because that which God's word has gone forth will not return to him void. What he has purposed to accomplish, it will be done. All of us have Lazarus in our lives. All of us have that thing that we think, God is so urgent, right now, right now. Give me that breakthrough, right now. Give me that healing, right now. Give me that job. Right now, give me that relationship. Right now. Right now. We often hear, you know, people say, I've said this before, but I think I need to be corrected. We always say this, that delayed but not denied. But I want us to know that God never delays. Because delay is never in God's dictionary. It is only delayed to us. God's timing is perfect. God is never late. God is never delayed because He knows exactly what He's doing in our lives. His timing is perfect. Even at that very place where you're standing there, Lazarus is sick. He is dying. Jesus, come now. And nothing happens. Two more days. Nothing happens and right before your eyes, your Lazarus died. And there's nothing you could do. Nothing you can do 
anymore. You are thinking, God, where is your promise? You say that, you know, you are for me. But then right now, in a place where it doesn't seem to be anything to be happening. And then finally you are at that place. You yourself. God, nothing. Where is your word? Where is your promise? But where it ends with us, it ends in us, is not ending with God. Verse 38, Then Jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of Lazarus, who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time, there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. What Martha was saying was that this is humanly impossible. Remember the other two that Jesus raised from the dead? They were not buried. One had just died. Jairus' daughter had just died. There was no decay, you know, on the body. It was, she just died. The other was on the way for burial. Heaven even put into the tomb. But Lazarus was already dead. Four days. He was already wrapped up. He was already settled in the tomb. Says this, they roll a stone over the covering of the cave to cover the cave. Humanly is done for. Nothing can be done. It's, the body is wrapped up, is being placed in there, is settled. In fact, they have come to a place, they settle in their hearts. Jesus, you didn't come. That's why my brother is dead. My brother is already dead. He's already in the tomb. And Martha said, Jesus, if you remove the stone from the tomb, it will be smelly. It will be a stench. But it's not a stench to Jesus. It may have become rotten in our lives, but it is perfect for God. Our rottenness does not turn Him away. God can use our rottenness for His glory. That is what we need to realize. Maybe in our lives, there are some things that have been buried, put in a tomb, already rotten, smelly, but that's perfect for God. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had, he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Lose him, let him go. 
Can you imagine this with me? How did he come out? He was laid in the tomb, wrapped up like a mummy. But somehow, he got up. I don't think he, he, he could walk because he's all wrapped up. He's probably like, it was quite a sight. And he came out. Because in all the human understanding is that the body is smelly, it has rotten, you know, the flesh is really, you know, is decaying. There's no more hope. It's going to be smelly. But just because of the word that Jesus, Jesus had to say, some Bible scholars believe that Jesus had to cry out Lazarus' name. Because if not, if he say come forth, all the bodies will come forth. But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth whole. Even though humanly it was rotten, but yet when the word of Jesus went forth, Lazarus came out whole, not even a single rottenness on his body. That is what God can do in our lives. Your Lazarus this morning can come forth, but we need to trust in him. Come on, friends. We need to trust in Him. We need to look to Him. I don't know about you. Maybe there are certain things in your life. You are at a place where you felt that it's really, it's rotting, it's smelly, it's messy. But Jesus is saying to you this morning, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Even though it may have long been dead, Lazarus, come forth. Because God, in His Word, He will never fail us. In His promise, He will never fail us. So I want to encourage us that we need to constantly trust in Jesus. We need to praise and pray even when we don't see it. We need to praise and believe. We need to pray and believe even when we see there's a stone covering the tomb. All we need is that Lazarus, come forth. And then, the miracle took place. We need to pray and praise even though we don't feel His presence. Lazarus, come forth. Because Jesus knew exactly what He's doing in your life right now. In the name of Jesus, if you, this morning, you are in that place, I want you to look to Jesus and to trust in Him because that stone is going to be rolled away. Come on, that rottenness is going to change. It's going to come forth whole for your life. Nothing that God has promised in your life that He will not do it. The Word of God that goes forth will not return to Him void, but it will establish, it will accomplish everything that has been set forth over your life. Come on, you believe that? Praise Jesus this morning. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Come on. You believe. You believe that. Jesus is your champion. Yeah, we sang that just now. He's fighting for you. In fact, He has won it for you. No tomb. No grave clothes. Nothing can bind you. Because we have the victory in Christ Jesus. Lazarus, come forth. Oh, Shunorarahane. Come on, let's praise Him.
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Over everything in Jesus' name. some of us we feel like Martha and Mary oh God if you only you had been here I would not have been going through this I would not have to be facing this my brother would not have died but Jesus knew exactly the purpose of this whole entire episode for their lives just as he knows the entire episode for your life your problems your you know, your, your issues, your circumstances, God knew exactly. But what trumps all these things is His purpose. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God is going to make everything whole for you because of His purpose. Even though you may be feeling, God, you should have been here. God, you should have done this. But God is saying, hold on. You may need me now. You may need to see that miracle now. But Jesus said, hold on. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Because if you believe, you will see the glory of God over your lives. Not just your breakthrough, but you will see the glory of God over your life, over your situation, over your sickness, over your pain, over your problems. You will see the glory of God. And Jesus, on that very day, He revealed to them, no death can hold you because I am the resurrection of life. Death may seem to be the end of men, but with God, death is not the end because Jesus has defeated death over our lives. Hallelujah. Come on, friends. This morning, do you believe? Do you believe? If you believe, it's not about you receiving that healing or that breakthrough or whatsoever. But if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will see God's glory over your situation. Come on. Let's praise Him. Open your mouth. You believe, praise Him. Praise Him for your sickness. Praise Him for your pain. Praise Him for your problems, your issues. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why not wherever you are standing, if this morning you know that you have something in your life that is that needs an intervention from God, why not just lift up your hands to Jesus? Do you believe? If you believe, you will see the glory of God over your situation. It may not come instantly, your breakthroughs or what you've been seeking for, but in the purpose of God, His glory is going to be made manifest.
over your life, in your situation. So will you trust God this morning? If you do, slip up your hands to Him. And we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Oh, over your life, over your job, over your relationship, over your health, over your finances, over everything, over, Lord, every circumstance. Oh, Rabasidi Andi Diababara Babahani. Shunore Diababara Bahani Diabasidi Andi Diababara Hanu. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, God. Sundora Rara Didi Andi Diabasidi Andu. We bless you, we praise you. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we hold on to your promise that all things will work for the good of those who love you. Lord, at the end of it all, everything will make sense. Even though at this point, it does not make sense at all. Even at this point, we wish that you could have just done something right now, right here. But yet, Lord, we choose to trust in you, to believe in you, because at the end of the day, we will see the glory of God. Lord, we will have a revelation Lord, of who you are, you have said in your word that you are the resurrection and the life. And Lord, with that, our hearts are assured that there's nothing that we are going through right now can take that away from our lives. So Lord, even though in the moment of pain right now, Lord, we want to praise you. We want to trust you. Even in the moment of problems right now, Lord, we want to praise you. Oh Lord, we want to trust in you. Lord, even in a moment Lord, of, 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 of issues or circumstances, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we want to thank you that in all things we can give thanks to you. We give thanks to you in all circumstances because we know that God, that you will work everything perfect in your timing. So we trust in you. We look to you. Lord, we, you see these hands are lifted before you. Lord, you know every single individual, you know every single person. Even though there may be that rottenness that have already taken place, Lord, we thank you, O God, that you are not deterred by it, O God. You are not going to be turned away by the smell of that rottenness. But Lord, that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we are made whole entirely. Grave clothes will no longer bind us what is meant for the dead will be for the dead. But for us who are in you, it is meant for life. Your word is meant for life. Oh, thank you, God. We speak life right now in the name of Jesus. We will see the glory of God. We will see the glory of God in our situation. Oh, we will see the glory of God. Oh, we praise you. Oh, we lift your name up. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, come on, praise Him. Open your mouth. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. Thank you. Thank you. Lazarus, welcome forth. Oh, Rabbaseniano. 
Jesus, Jesus. Come on, let's declare it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. God can do it. Amen. Even though it's impossible, God can do it. In your life, over your life, through your life. And you know what's the beauty of this whole entire thing? It wasn't the importance of Lazarus coming back to life again, that everybody like, wow, Jesus, you are, you are so powerful, you can, you know, bring Lazarus out from, from the tomb. But everyone saw on that day that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And that's what? It goes beyond. It doesn't mean, it didn't, doesn't, didn't mean that, I mean, doesn't mean that Lazarus, you know, after that, he'll live on forever and forever. No, he also died physically. But because of that miracle, death no longer have a hole. Always. He did not, I believe Lazarus did not have to fear death anymore. Am I right? Dying? So what? I died once before. And the beauty of it, he did not just come back to a physical world, but he came to a revelation of the eternal things of God. And that's what God wants us to understand. Don't just look at the physical things, the temporary things, but look at the eternal things that God has for us. Amen? Hallelujah. So Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you. And I want to encourage you. You know, even in our church, we always say this, that, you know, we need to learn and grow in God's Word. I want, you know, from this week onwards, let, let, let this be a practice in our lives. I know that you guys, you know, most of you guys, you write down notes and stuff like that. But I want you to do this one more extra step. Would you just write something down, what you have learned after every sermon? Just for you. Just for you. What you have learned, what you have gained. And I believe that God is going to continue to just, you know, speak to you even in that manner. Just write down, what has God spoken to you today, specifically just for today? Alright, next week you come back, what has, God, what has God spoken to you on that very Sunday? Write it down, because it's going to be good for us. Amen? It will going to help us grow. So God bless you. May the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So God bless you. For those who are watching online, God bless you. We hope that one day we'll be able to see each other again soon. Amen. And you know, for all of us who are working and we are out and about, make sure we, you know, be vigilant, be careful, all right, uh, and adhere to the SOP so that we will be able to help to contribute yep, to the stopping of the spread of COVID-19. Yep. Every person counts. Amen. Every effort counts. So God bless you. Make sure your mask is always on. Alright. Uh, in church. And we'll see you guys again. Amen. Alright. God bless. See you all. Bye. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.